Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. It's time to dream, believe, and shine. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Today's guest on Eddie's Launchpad is the children's history presenter, film producer and writer, Lauren Grierson. Lauren makes history come to life in fun, entertaining and accessible ways, both in schools or at home. She produces and presents live storytelling shows and history workshops for schools, nurseries, cultural organisations and a number of London's top museums and heritage sites. These include the Museum of London, Kew Gardens, London Transport Museum, Nebworth House, the National Trust, Royal Academy of Arts and many more. And for the past year, and this is where I met Lauren, she's been producing, writing and presenting her her own history channel, Lauren Learns History. In these videos, with the help of historians and actors from all over the UK, Lauren goes back in time to show us all historical places and look at personal heroes like my own, Isambard Kingdom Brunel, my wonderful hero. You children at Dogsthorpe Infants will know that I'm always rattling on about him. From the Tudors to the Two World Wars, from the Great Fire of London to the historical deserted village and ghostly village of Tynham. Go to look at that video, folks. Each film tells a story and each one teaches us amazing things and presents us with historical facts. I am honoured to have on the show today, Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the Launchpad. Oh, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm very honoured to be on your show. (laughs) Can I begin, first of all, by asking you, what inspired you to do this field of work? Oh, well, I've been working um, with museums for about uh, for about 10 years now. Um, but my background is actually in theatre. So it all started, um, I was doing a theatre degree um, at Middlesex University. And um, on the side, um, I got a job as an explainer at Kensington Palace. Um, and um, I, I absolutely loved it. It was um, a room guide. So I stood in the room and I talked about the history um, and and I fell in love with it. I'd done history for A-level, but I'd gone down the theatre route and the two are very, very much linked. You find a lot of people who are into history are also very theatrical and vice versa. Um, so, so I completely fell in love with it and it was at my last year of uni and then I decided to take a bit of a turn and... Um, and go go down that path. Um, I saw whilst I was 
an explainer at Kensington Palace, I saw a lot of storytellers coming and and do and bring his, bring in history to life for for school groups and and families. Um, so I decided I wanted I wanted to get into that. So I set myself up as a storyteller, um, and then I and, and a freelancer. And I worked in in the all of the museums you just mentioned in your lovely introduction. Thank you. And um, and then um, then lockdown hit. A few years ago, and um, and then everything started to move online because um, I'd been working with museums for so long. It was quite refreshing actually to have a bit of a change, and I I thought, wow, I love this. This is great fun. Um, it was a very different. It, it was very different to doing it live. Um, but my husband was on furlough for nine months. So we had a lot of time um, to get creative and come up with new ideas. So he was helping me to do it. And then a, a job advert came up from Nebworth House and they wanted some online learning content. Um, and Ian and I, that's my husband, we'd been creating all these storytelling videos. And my brother, he's a he was a wedding videographer. And so I suggested to them both, well, why don't we pitch to do a children's mini history series? And we got it. And so um, Ian, my husband and Brad, my brother, they filmed and they edited the series and I wrote it and I presented it. And we did a time traveling mini series and we did five episodes and each one was two, two minutes long and they all sort of linked on from one another. And we did sort of lots of magic time traveling um, around the house, looking at the different time periods throughout Nebworth's history history and it was so much fun I I loved it and I loved the teamwork element to it because um, storytelling is is great and um, what I had been doing and still do a bit of um, it's a chance to be completely creative and you have a lot of autonomy over your own work um, and freedom over that but it's quite it it can be quite lonely sometimes because it's just you Um, and this suddenly this sense of teamwork and seeing something produced um, an idea you have this idea in your head and then you can see it all come together because of everybody's skills um, and you can see the finished product at the end storytelling's great um, but it, it's live it disappears it goes and sometimes you don't always um you have to work out your own feedback you know um but uh, but having this this sort of film mini films produced at the end um is it's just amazing having this idea in your head and then seeing it come into fruition is so satisfying i loved i loved the process i loved um i i loved all those parts that i can't do that that left space for other people's skills um and uh and and combining all those skills together it's um it's a lot of fun so so from that we just i said to ian why don't we we continue this and make our own children's history channel it might um it will probably take a, a long time to um figure out what we're doing and um and and kick off take off but let's just do it we don't really know where it's going going to lead to right now and and um or where we want it to lead to but let's just get started let's email lots of museums and and that's exactly what we did and it's nearly been a year now because our first episode was filmed in lockdown so um we did an episode on hot cross buns last year um and uh and and it's and it was a great decision it's um it's been a lot of fun
Yeah, the the um the, the videos are very, very entertaining. And it's it's very timely. They've come along just at the right time. We 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 think that well, I think a lot of things have come along just at the right time. The the uh, the pandemic has given us new things and, and new ways of working and they're going to have to we're gonna to have to work like this for at least a couple of years, um, going by what the scientists are saying about COVID. We're gonna have a couple of years where we're going to have this and we're going to have to work with it, which means we're going to have to work online uh, and do more things where uh, we use our whiteboards and have people like you, yourself uh, to present uh, things that we, we can uh, show the children without actually taking them to different places. Um, we, we have a problem anyway because we've got very, very young children and if we want to take them somewhere that's going to take them a long way, that's a, that's a difficult thing for us to do because they're very young children and very young children want lots of bus stopping points, if you know what I mean, folks. Um, so it's, it is a, it is a, it's more of a trouble for us than loading up some maybe eight or nine-year-olds who are quite happy to be on a bus for long periods of time, plus the fact that... Um, Coach coach prices have gone up, and um, because of the fuel issue, so that means we're going to have to go on. Uh, it's more difficult to go out. So it's great that you're providing this resource and people like you, so that schools can still engage in um, the the actual places that we would have normally visited. Uh, but you can show us, and you show us in such an entertaining way. What age range do you work with, Lauren, in regard to your videos? Uh, I say five to twelve. Five to twelve. Um, yeah. No, that's 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 fine. I just wanted to make sure that um, you know, if, if parents, if you've got children and you're you're thinking to yourself, you know, do do we do I put on a uh, something on for them to watch rather than put on um, one of the the cartoons or something um, if they're on holiday or if they're at home a weekend on a rainy day why don't you pop on to uh, Lauren's YouTube channel and let them watch some of those because they're very entertaining they show them places that are uh, that are just amazing and um, they meet incredible people because you've got actors and all don't you haven't you Lauren you've got actors so you, you can meet different different characters um, they're very, very entertaining, a, a bit like horrible histories, but a little bit nicer than horrible histories. So it's something that you can you can enjoy and learn at the same time. Um, can you tell us uh, about some of the places that you visited in your videos? Oh yes, well we visited um, Tynham, as you mentioned. So that's an abandoned village. So in 1943, um, during the Second World War, the um, the residents of Tynham Village were given two weeks notice, two weeks before Christmas, that they had to move out um, because it was going to be used as a training base by the army. It's an absolutely stunning village in Dorset that was on a cliff that looked over the most beautiful beach that you can still visit today. Gorgeous little cove. And... Um, and there, there, it was a very small village. Not many people lived there. Um, had been passed down through family generations, and um, and they were told that they'd be able to move back, and they never were. They never were able to move back, and it's still owned by the army today. Um, and the houses are. Um, it's it, it's all it's it's all abandoned. It's all sort of ruins now, but it's got a very um, eerie feel to it. It's um, 
but it's incredible because it's not been commercialized or made touristy in the slightest. There's no cafes, um, there's no gift shop, there's no tourist center. Um, so it really does feel like you're stepping into a weird sort of time warp. I'd always been really fascinated by this and because it's not so far away from where I grew up. And somebody wrote a book on it. I'm afraid I can't remember what the book's called. It was a fictional book and I'd read it as a teenager and I fell in love with the story. And when I found out that the place was real, um, I just I just kept wanting to go back so much so that actually my dad, it's the one video my dad refuses to watch because he's so sick of time. <laughs> So his grandparents used to, his parents rather, my grandparents, used to take him all the time as a child. So he refuses to watch that one. He's like, oh, I'm not watching Tynum again. I've <laughs> been to Tynum so many times. And whenever they have anybody over, um, any friends down to stay with them, they always want to go and see Tynum. So he's so sick of it. Um, so we've been to Tynum. Um, and that's been one of our most popular, one of our most popular videos actually, because uh, um um without any collaborators in it it doesn't not really any uh many collaborators in it and yet it did so it, it did so well i think because of the subject matter everyone's so um intrigued by this ghostly village um and it and it is quite it is quite out in the sticks as well, quite far away. So it's it's lovely for people who can't get there to. Yeah, isn't it a bit yeah. like um, it's a bit like Brigadoon in Scotland? You know, the story of Brigadoon that comes out of uh, the community that comes out of the mist and then disappears again. That's fictional, but Tynum isn't. Um, but the 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 um, the army. I don't know if they still use it, but the army used to use it as for their their military exercises. So mm. I'm guessing you couldn't, you can't just go there anytime you want, or have that, has that changed now? That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, no, it's good that you point that out because no, you can't. You can go there most of the time, but it, it is worth checking the website because there, it is closed for firing practice some days. So you don't want to get shot. So make sure, <laughs> make sure you do check it. Yeah, it's not it's not closed very often, so you'd be unlucky. But do check it, and you can walk down to the little beach as well, and and that's just amazing oh it sends like shivers up my spine when I think of it because it's completely untouched and and the day we went to film there as well we went really early because um we wanted to try and get there as early as we can so it could so there weren't many people there so it made the filming easier um and it was really misty we were going we were driving through the cliffs and it was there was thick fog and it was so atmospheric it was really exciting um that's one of my favorite places um We've done Tynum. We've done um, oh, what? Uh, we, we, the first place we did was the RAF Museum. The first ever ever episode um, filmed at a museum was the RAF Museum, and and for that we worked with um, friends of ours who run um, a company called Zoom Through History, who have been on your podcast before and, and uh, have yeah, worked good friends. school. Yeah, and that's such a wonderful thing that has come out of making this channel is that we've been able to meet um, and make so many new friends from people all over the country, actually. We've worked with historians, historical interpreters um, and actors, um, and it's lovely because they get that that content as well and it helps promote their work. And we just, we've made so many brilliant friends and friends from it and, and worked in so many fantastic places. Um, we did Jane Austen's house, um, 
which I was super excited about because I find her to be, when you really dig into her history, which I hadn't before, such an incredible, inspiring woman um, who was writing at a time when, um, when, when writing for being an author for a woman was um everything was against her it was really difficult and she actually didn't have her first book published until the age of 35 and she died at I think 42 42 not not long after I mean she's one of considered to be one of the greatest play um writers sorry of all time um it's uh, so I, I just found her to be enormously inspiring and I really wanted to um dig into that inspirational um side and get that across in the video um so that was wonderful to work with Jane Austen's house and um, because in each each site we work with we often work with the curators and the historians at the site um so so they're able to tell us even more information than, than what you might get in the guidebook or um or when you go to these places so um yeah that that was a fantastic place to work at uh, to film at rather um mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, get, get, go yeah. and listeners, go and go and have a look at, at Lauren's channel because there, there's some amazing places, and and you're not going to run out of places, are you, Lauren? Because there's some amazing places no. to visit. I mean, if you ever if you ever round in the Peterborough area, we've got we've got several places just up the road from me, literally within walking distance, is um, Mr. Royce's house, who uh, who uh, one of the the two of Rolls Royce. A massive house, a lovely, lovely place, a massive place just up the road from here, from where I'm recording this. Um, and then we've got John Clare's cottage, the poet John Clare. Um, wherever you go in, in our lovely country uh, in, or across the United Kingdom, there are sorts of wonderful places for you to, to make videos about and for your your colleagues to uh, to, to perform characters that uh, through history your your the one that i i caught the premiere of just the other day uh was um my hero's tunnel under the thames um now that you see i saw that and i thought i've got to watch that that's my yes yeah, so my old izzy's that's my izzy's him i've got to watch that because um that's the tunnel under the thames folks and it was a very dangerous tunnel to build and and lauren Tetch tells us all about that in her video and um it's it's all of these things are well worth uh, listening to and watching on the channel. Um, let me put you on the spot a bit. Um, out of all the places you visited, what's your most favourite one? Um, Tynum's up there. Tynum's got right. to be up there. Yeah, it just holds a special place in my heart. I think I'm just I've just always been so fascinated by it. We also though we've started filming our next series because we've had arts council funding um to which it's been wonderful because we've had we've been so far produce, making all of these for free so we've had funding to produce our next um, series of seven so we started filming the other day um and we went to stratford upon avon and we filmed at shakespeare's birthplace and schoolroom and i think that's got to be up there i can came home and I said to Ian this was one of my favorite days I loved it I loved I I loved the the both sites that we went to the people that we worked with we had so much fun and um 
And it was incredible because I think the places that really hold a special place in my heart are the ones that are the houses that belonged to people. So like Jane Austen's house, Tynum, um, Shakespeare's birthplace. And it's all been recreated to look as it would have done in a certain year. Um, because you you can walk around and I always like to describe it as I think a wonderful thing about history is it's such a great way. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's escapism as well in many ways. And it's like when you walk through these places and houses, it's almost like you're stepping into a film set or stepping into a storybook and you're being fully immersed in it. Um, and you can just completely lose yourself and it was closed both places were closed so there, there weren't any public around and to to have because we filmed before they opened up and um, to have that space um, to kind of soak in that history and just imagine that you're there and that you've really, you know, time travelled back for just that short period of time is, oh, it's magical. Yeah. That was one of my favourite places the other day. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, um, another place, actually, which, which Churchill's War Rooms, the first time I went there a few years ago, oh, I really got this sense of, it really does feel, Churchill's War Rooms, as though, you know, a secretary might just come walking around the corner any minute or, you know, you might, Churchill might come walking around the corner. It's, uh, it, it's dark. It's, it's, it's quite, it's quite eerie in many ways, but it's, it's so, oh, it's so fascinating. It's, it's all made out to look as though how it would have been. Yeah. And again, they were closed and that was just, um, oh, that was a brilliant experience. Yeah. One one of the places that um, st- that where you feel the sense of of people being around you um, is uh, Duxford, which again is just just down the road from us, uh, up just on the M11. Uh, Duxford, you could do a whole series there because for looking at uh, old aviation history uh, right through to to the modern Concorde, and you can go on board Concorde. So you might want to consider you know doing a two or three from there because uh, before my my father passed away I took him there and they treated him like royalty I took him in he was in a wheelchair and I took him in and I said to him um let's let's go and have a look at this dad just for somewhere to go you know and they went in they said whoa whoa, whoa are you his carer and I said no I'm his son and they said well and so they bent down to talk to him and they said was you did you serve sir and my dad said, oh, yeah, and he told him. And they said, uh, he said, I was, at, I was at Dunkirk. They got me off of Dunkirk. He said, um, and I, I, I got off there. He said, and then I, um, I, I was on the longest day. And uh, he said, oh, I, had to, I had to go back. He was the second wave on Sword Beach. Uh, and, and what he saw there was just, you know, and he shared with them. And for the rest of the day, they treated him like, like royalty. And a man followed us round with a with a, a digital tape machine, and Deb was relaying all these stories, and he was just recalling them, and he's saying this is like gold dust to us because we've now we're now losing all of our Second World War heroes. And although my dad wasn't in the RAF, he was in the army, and he was saying how much the the RAF had served him and saved his life, 
because when they were waiting to be picked up, at, 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 my dad had to go down to Brest, the, um, the, the French port of Brest, to get off there. And he said it was one Spitfire that saved my life because the, the, um, somebody tried, they tried to pick them off with guns. And, um, and my dad said it was one solitary Spitfire that shot this, this enemy plane down that was going to basically kill all of, of the soldiers. So all this stuff was recorded and, and Duxford treated him like, like a hero. But my dad didn't... I missed all of the modern planes. I wanted to go and see the jets. I wanted to go and see Concorde. But all my dad wanted to do was look around the old plane. But you see, that's history. And even yeah. Concorde now is history. It's history yeah. to our children. Our children would not have seen a Concorde fly. Uh, but we, we remember it flying, you know. So um, all of these places are wonderful. You know, long may you continue to do this, Lauren, because you are making history literally come back to life. It's, it's, it's lovely to, to be able to do that. It's, um, and I, that, what an incredible story. Um, I'd love to go and visit there. Yeah. Add it. To go to go see Duxford because I think that you could you could probably spend the day there and and do several videos and then mix them in with all of the others because it doesn't it's not just Second World War people think it's just Second World War but Duxford have um, all of the modern planes and the and the history of aviation so you could do it in you know different different eras and di- and yeah. different and I know that dovetails in with what um, uh, Zoom through history do. Yes, they do. They do yeah. incredible work, and they yeah. they so many time periods. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're going to be one of our videos actually in this next series as well. Right, so, right, uh, right. Um, if if let me ask you another question, put you on the spot. If you could, if you could visit one particular place in time, or visit one historical character, one person who actually existed in real life. Who would you go, where would you go and who would you like to meet? Oh, that's a really good question. Do you know what? I think maybe, I don't know if I'm saying this just because I went to Shakespeare's birthplace the other day and he's in my head, but um, maybe Shakespeare, I think I'd maybe go and see Shakespeare. I'm really intrigued by his character. I'm really intrigued to find out what he was like in real life. We didn't, we didn't, um, actually our episode was on John Shakespeare, his father, not William Shakespeare. Oh, okay, yeah. a fascinating character as well. And he's not really been covered much. So I'm really excited to get his story out and to share that episode with you all. Mm. But, um, but, but I, I think maybe William Shakespeare, because I just think he's such an intriguing character and, and, Tudor times, it seems so different, doesn't it? It seems so different. When I was younger, I used to be, um, I used to be obsessed with the Victorians, obsessed. But now, and I, I'm still really interested by the Victorians. But now, I'd go a bit further back. I think I'd also, I'd also go back to if I can choose two places, I'd also go back to the Georgians. <laughs> Because um, I really I I want to go to one of those Georgian balls and see see all of the ladies with the big wigs and the men with the white paint because again it seems so different to today. Um, whereas sometimes you can walk. I live in London, so sometimes you can walk down some streets and you can imagine you know the forties or the Victorian times because there are still there are some there's some roads that still look you know look like you're walking back in time but to go so far back as 
the Georgians or the Tudors where life was so different and so extravagant and the, the what they wore was so alien to us. I'd love to see that for the day. Um, yeah, Georgians. But then I'd, I'd also go back and see Shakespeare. I'd cheat and go to two places. That's yeah. Okay. What about well, for, for me, you know what I'm going to say. I would love to, to, to meet Isambard Kingdom Brunel. What an amazing character that man was. A workaholic, a guy who wouldn't stop, who, who devoted his life. Um, and, he, I mean, he would have lived a lot longer had he not have worked so hard as he did. Uh, with, with this amazing dream and, mm-hmm. and incredible brain that came up with things that we... I mean, we often talk about, you were talking about William Shakespeare, and William Shakespeare has shaped our language. And um, all of those, uh, those sayings that we say are all from William Shakespeare. You know, even, you know, the world, world's me oyster. It's not a world's me lobster. That was, uh, that was Arthur Daly in Minder, but it was the world is, is an oyster, you know. All of those things, all those sayings, the world is a stage. Um, and we're merely players. All of those sayings that we use from day to day all go back to William Shakespeare. And a lot of our engineering that we use today and the way that we build our bridges and the, the bridges that we often see were created by Isambard Kingdom Brunel. So I would go back. I'm, I, I, I love the fact that you live in London. You're, some say you'll be un, you're unlucky to live in London. I would say you're very fortunate uh, I've never lived in London. People think I'm from London, but I'm not from London. I'm from Kent. Um, but uh, you, the, um, uh, the, you've got wonderful places to remind you of my hero, you know, that tunnel. Um, there's even a place where Isambard Kingdom Brunel built the biggest ship ever. It wasn't very successful, but it was absolutely massive. And where he built it is still in existence. It's right next to a load of modern flats. But if you go searching for it, or you look at it on the internet, folks, look for it and you'll see the very place where Isambard Kingdom Brunel built this massive ship. And the only thing that's left of it is, a, is the flagpole at Liverpool Football Club. And that flagpole was one of the masts from the ship built by my hero, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. So you see, uh, we've all got our heroes and uh, amazing stuff, amazing stuff. But that's how history comes to life. And, and the stuff that you're doing, Lauren, is so, so precious to our children because um, history should be presented in an, in an exciting, uh, fascinating way that makes you want to delve more. The thing about your your um, your your videos is it's a it's the start of something it's a springboard for something a bit like our launch pad on this podcast it's about people saying now i've heard this i want to go and find more now i've watched lauren's lauren learns history now i've seen this now i want to go and find out more and um, and whether that's through going on the internet and doing a google search or whether that's you know, searching more stuff on, on YouTube. You've got to be a bit careful with YouTube, but go on a safe YouTube, children's safe site, and look for these videos because they're, see Lauren's work as, as a springboard for finding out more fascinating things and making history come to life. Now, if people want to go and find out more about you, Lauren, where where's the best place to go? Uh, well, yeah, head to the Lauren Learns History channel on YouTube. You can also um, head to my website, Lauren Grierson. 
www.lauren.co.uk. Um, you can also find me on the socials at Lauren Learns History. Um, I've also recently set up a Facebook group in which I'm putting further resources for parents and teachers onto the Facebook group. And um, because, because it's child friendly on YouTube, we don't have any comments on YouTube because they're not allowed. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me, send me an email or get in touch with me on the um on the socials or via the Facebook group, because I always want to hear if there's any way that I can, that we can make them better and, and improve. And I want to hear where do you want where do you want episode where do you want me to go and film an episode what would be helpful to you so please do get in touch um with me and, and join the facebook community um our for example our great fire of london video um we've made a downloadable map so kids can can follow the route themselves and if you're in london you can download the map and the kids can follow the map we've also got a time machine um that you can download from my website or from the the facebook group um and you can it helps you to learn the centuries so it gives you gives children context of how far back you're going in time um so you can download and you can make your own time traveling pocket watch and it's got the centuries around the side um yes yes please do please do join us over on on the facebook community and, and get in touch i'd love to hear from you <laughs> well thank you for your time today lauren i know you're a busy lady and you've you've probably got all sorts of things that you need to get on with with your channel and 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 your editing and things um Thank you for all you do on behalf of all the teachers who are listening to this, on behalf of all the parents who are listening to this and all the children that we, we reach out to. Uh, thank you for all you do because you're shaping lives and you're hope, hopefully there's going to be children out there who are going to watch your channel and get more interested in the heroes and people like the heroes we've been talking about. And then hopefully they'll believe in themselves like William Shakespeare and Isambard Brunel believed in themselves and they'll go on to shine too. Absolutely. Do you know what? That's a really important, important thing that you just said there. What, what I find so interesting about history and about the study of people, it's all about studying people and what how they thought, is that they all, all these amazing, incredible people People had this had what you just said in common they all had self-belief they all believed in themselves and when the the society they were living in was against them that that it was their self-belief that carried them forward jane austen william shakespeare um brunel and 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 it's so inspiring to learn about that and i really want to get that across in the videos even more in in the ones that we're we're about to to make so um so i love that you just brought that up right well that's what that's why our, our saying at, at uh, dogs Hope infant school is dream believe and shine lauren thank you for your time today if if you ever want to come back on the launch pad there's always a seat on the rocket for you oh thank you yes please I've had great fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And so another great show comes to an end. Eddie and Captain Dave, thank you all for listening to their show. Tune in again soon when Eddie's Launchpad will be waiting to take you and your children on another exciting learning journey to dream, believe and shine. 